listening to the Rude Horror Podcast with your host, Marcus Rude. podcast i'm your host marcus rude and today's holiday special i have matt aka matt awkward from the fun box monster podcast joining today great how's to it going here. matt we're, it's going great we're having an off week over at fun box tristan's trying to get his shop back together there uh for a safe reopening so he's kind of swamped so this fit out perfect and happy awesome. to be here <laughs> yeah man i uh this is sort of like a last minute idea that I, I just messaged you. I'm like, man, I, I was thinking about doing a, an Uncle Sam episode for Fourth of July, and you're like, well, let's let's do an episode. I happen to love Uncle Sam, so I was happy to happy to accommodate <laughs> here. Ah, great movie. <laughs> Heck yeah, yeah. I uh, me and my wife watched it at first, like the first time around, and uh, she didn't like it at all. <laughs> and uh so it was kind of like a a funny like comical i was trying to pick jokes at it and whatnot you know just to try to make it more enjoyable for her yeah it's a very odd flick and and because it does get so silly near the end but like the first right. the first say 45 minutes of it is like almost like a straight up soap opera where it's just like we meet our characters and they're all going through their drama and like nothing really funny happens almost except for uh what's his nuts uh isaac hayes there telling <laughs> telling jody that he still has a dick <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like the only kind of funny thing that happens almost for the first like 40 minutes of the movie until uh we start getting to the uh the resurrection for some ass reason of uncle sam <laughs> yeah yeah i uh watching it i was sort of like not surprised but i was like now i know Uncle Sam is going to be in a Uncle Sam costume at some point. So, like, for the most part of the movie, he's not dressed up. So I thought, well, maybe it's just, you know, they tried to cash in on the name Uncle Sam rather than, you know, but then come to find out, yes, he does dress up as Uncle Sam. And it's and a great I was, Oh, yeah. I actually thought he was creepy. Wearing the yeah, mask. Yeah, mask is great. Oh, definitely. The mask makes it. If it didn't have the mask, it wouldn't be the same. But, like, the mask with that... I mean, it's just that your standard Uncle Sam suit we've seen a hundred times. But that mask looks great. Yeah. And uh, with the VHS artwork, I was wondering, do you think that they did the artwork for the VHS cover done before the movie? Because that oh, guy... Oh, yes. <laughs> that guy is not the Uncle Sam that we see in the movie. Nope. 
I'm sure, I'm sure this was like uh, the classic Roger Corman. We, we, we've made a poster. We've made the uh, thing to sell it. Now we just need to get the investors on board, probably, daily. But it's right, great. I remember, right. the, I remember this from the video store days. It was always great to see those lenticular moving covers like this and uh, Werewolf right. and uh, Pinata Survival Island has a great lenticular cover, too. Have you seen that yeah. one? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, you got to see Pinata. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, yeah, I love all those. I think like, I... Uh, as you can see, I got a bunch of tapes behind me. I think I got um, uh, a lenticular cover called uh, Blood Moon. Werewolf oh, yep. Flick. Yep, that totally I, has one. Yep. And it makes, they make cool record scratching sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Uncle Sam. Okay, where were we? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't even need to get any... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's just have a cipher. <laughs> yeah. So we don't we don't need to get uh people to uh get the rights for using music. We'll just make our own. Um gonna, one thing I'm I did rap about Uncle Sam for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> right. One thing I did want to mention to you before it slips my mind. I was looking at the uh the actor credits and like what some of the other movies that some of the actors have been in. Mm-hmm. And the the Uncle Sam in the movie, the the perv one on the stilts. Um, that he's actor, a, he's his a stuntman, right? Um, I'm not sure if he's a stuntman. I'm I'm sure he is, but that yep. actor's name is Mark Chadwick. And to tie into one of your favorite movies, I found out he plays an ice thug in Batman and Robin. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so I. That is awesome. I, I, I seen that and I was like, "Oh, I gotta say something to Matt." I don't know if if you knew about that or not. I did not. That is a fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Man, small world." Uh, I love that role yeah. too. Like that, that whole stilt thing was just put in here just to see boobs for like two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it was like you know a quick a quick flash. I mean, you see maybe I don't oh, it's, it's see like a full tip. I think it's, it's like a, side. Boob. Oh, seriously? Yeah, it's like nothing. Like, why do you even have to do that? I mean, it's it's funny though. Yeah, it's like it's funny, but it's like if you're gonna go through all that trouble, at least get like at least show a couple boob. second full shot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Agreed, man. I don't mean I don't want to sound like a pervert, but like shit, not shortchanging me here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, horror movies and uh, what's what's the three sacred bees? Beast, blood, and boobs. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have. You know, at least at least uh, a a couple of those bees in there. So, um, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Sam, it was uh, it, it was I would say when I first watched it, it was okay. Watching it the second time, I think I enjoyed it more, just because I sort of knew the idea and you know what was to come, and then kind of picking up on. Uh, some of the dialogue a little bit, you know, more and, you know, things sort of second time around. Yeah. Um, You start noticing more and more things. It's one of those movies there. I've actually noticed some things in the background that I'll bring up as we go through it here. Uh, Right. Just little, just little tiny stupid things that crack me up. Uh, It's one of those movies. It's got a lot going on. Uh, It's a movie that has a crowd scene, you know, at the end of the 4th of July parade there. So there's a lot of fun things to watch in the background and see things in, that kind of stuff. I love, I love looking at those kind of things. Right. 
Well, let me uh, let me go through uh, the cast and and whatnot real yeah. quick, just so we get an idea. This movie was a two million dollar budget, and there's a lot of uh, recognizable actors, I should say. A lot of them aren't huge actors, but you see their faces, you know who they are. And we do have a couple bigger actors, like uh, Isaac Hayes. Yep, is one of the bigger ones. Uh, Robert Forrester. I mean, that's that that's a pretty big name too. Just to throw Wait, in there for. Yeah, Robert Forster played the uh, congressman. Oh, shit, yeah. I didn't even recognize him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was him. Glasses, no glasses, glasses, no glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's him, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, uh, I'm terrible with faces like that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I, you know, I, I, I watch movies like, oh, yeah, I recognize that. But then, like, sometimes I'm, the name don't recognize or, like, mm-hmm. register to me. And then also the Stephen King kid there, the blind, disfigured boy that somehow gets psychic powers because he gets blind and disfigured. Um, his parents are PJ Souls, and, uh, who's been in, obviously, Halloween and tons of other horror movies. And uh, his dad yes. is, uh, I think his name's Tom McFadden. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and uh, 976 Evil. So it's kind yeah. of like a kind of got a little horror royalty cameo kind of thing for that boy's parents there. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And uh, there's actually uh, a few actors. If you look, they've actually been in in some uh, some horror movies, like the uh, the mayor, uh, he, Morgan Paul. He played in uh, Fade to Black, um, The Swarm. Um, oh, I have The Swarm. I've never watched that yet. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I was I was looking on here. I'm like, okay, yeah, like he's. Look, I think I'll pop that in today. I got, I got the whole day off. I'm looking for things to watch. The only other <laughs> thing I had on the docket was a uh, supermarket sweep on Netflix. I was going to check Ooh. that out. <laughs> oh, is that a new one or? No, it's the original, but I guess it's just a collection. It's not like the complete series. And I know I barrel through oh, a ton of them on Tubi oh. once, so I don't know if they're the same ones or. <laughs> but I'll check that out. Maybe I'll pop the swarm in later on. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the uh, the mayor or not the mayor, um, the major that we see in the first part of the movie, he's got that raspy voice, and uh, yeah, who's that? <laughs> he his he's William Smith, and he's played in a shitload of movies, man, like Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> um, Maniac Cop. Uh, to also by the same of director of uh, of this. Yes, William Lustig. Yes. Is the man behind this film, and you know, better known for Maniac and the Maniac Cop trilogy. And yeah, dude I fucking think, loves Maniac, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, watching this, um, you know, and knowing that he made Maniac Cop, it sort of felt like you know, some of the shots sort of felt like Maniac Cop to me. Gotcha. I don't, I don't know if you caught that I- or not. I didn't, but I need to re. I need to rewatch Maniac Cop. Uh, I haven't seen that in years, so I honestly don't remember it that much. Yeah. So maybe I'll put and that man, in. Damn, I got I'm filling up the whole docket of things to watch today. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it could just be me knowing that he made Maniac Cop, so I just kind of had like that, you know, that seasoning spilled over top of me of like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Maniac Cop. But uh, Larry Cohen wrote this, and uh, that. Uh, I 
I, you know, I didn't realize that he wrote this. I was, I was kind of yeah, shocked I, by I, it. I, yeah. He's a, he's a big time fave of mine. And uh, just like, kind of like how I said, this movie starts out like the first half of it's almost like a soap opera, like a serious movie. Um, that's like that Larry Cohen, his specialty in my mind, where he's just, it takes something absolutely ridiculous but plays it straight up serious. Kind of like cue the winged serpent where it's like, there's mysterious murders going around New York and let's have a police procedural, but the murderer is a giant fucking flying dragon. Or like the, uh, the It's Alive trilogy there where it's, it's played so straight and serious, mm-hmm. but they're after a killer mutant baby. Like it's so ridiculous. And for this movie, it's played super serious and straightforward, but then we have this re- reanimated desert storm soldier wearing a fucking Uncle Sam costume going around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I love his style of just like taking. I wish he would have, uh, you know, I wish Law and Order was more like that, you know, <laughs> on TV when oh, you're watching Law and Order. Sure. Like, what, what, what if they had ridiculous cases, but it was played straightforward, just like Law and Order was? Only they're after a, a mutant, you know, pile of jello in the sewer. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think he would have. Man, I think he would have done like a really good job of writing a TV show in, mm-hmm. in that aspect. Of like oh, just making something, you know, a straight serious um, scenario. As he would have been great as, on like, a dialogue X and oh, totally. Yeah, like X Files Monster totally. of the Week episode, told by Larry Cohen. That would have been a, a dream. <laughs> oh heck yeah, uh, yeah! I would definitely watch that. Um, let's see. Uh, Bo Hopkins is in this, and uh, he plays the. The Sarge that uh, comes to tell Mrs. Harper that her husband had passed away, but we'll we'll get to that. I don't want to yep. dive in right away, but yes, he he plays in this. Um, you know, played a mutant um, from Dust Till Dawn to Phantoms. I mean, this this guy has played a lot of movies. I'm sure. <laughs> if uh, you know, one of those. One of those dudes that we've seen a hundred times before and never recognize him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was funny as I, I recognize his name more than his face. He's one of those guys. It's like, oh, yeah, Bo Hopkins. He's just kind of got that, credit that name. So many freaking times. I have no idea what he looks like. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And, I, always, um, I, always, I always hope those kind of actors get noticed like at a coffee shop one day. Like, Holy shit! Were you like a general and in, uh, in this? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the best thing to recognize yeah. that, dude. You were that freaking like lazy bereavement guy in Uncle Sam. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, we'll we'll get into it, but like, you know, there really is a lot of sleaze balls in this movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and uh, it, it it was just it was mind boggling to me, and uh, even like uh. Sam Harper, who is Uncle Sam in this movie, like his wife and his wife's sister are just like, they act cold-blooded about like, oh, he died. You know, like they don't care or anything. Like, it's like they wanted him, like... Well, they they brought know. up that he was a horrible abuser, though. So I think they were well, actually happy. Later in the movie. Did. Yeah. Yeah, later in the movie they explain. It's kind of weird where they so talk they, about like that without <laughs> without knowing that at first. Yeah, they kind of allude to it, but they yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah, like tell that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so. Yeah, like at the beginning of the movie, they you know we don't know that he was an abuser then, but 
you know, they're and they're talking to him like, you know, like, you know, they're glad he's gone and stuff like that. And I'm watching like, damn, that's kind of shitty, you know. But then, yeah. you know, come to find out he wasn't the nice guy as uh as Jody claims he is. And you know now, I, I kind of find it weird too, like the more I think thought about it, like uh because at first it seemed like he was going after people that were un- unpatriotic, which would make sense. Like he's, he's uncle Sam, that's his gimmick. You know what I mean? But then he just started killing people almost willy nilly, like that didn't do anything super pit. Like the, the, the girl that snuck away to smoke a joint. Like, is that, what, what was her crime? She just snuck out and smoked a joint, dude. You're going to shove her face in a barbecue grill. Like, <laughs> damn, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then yeah. they also mentioned that Sam, you know, Isaac Hayes tells him that he didn't join the army for, pride of country he joined it just to kill you know mm-hmm. so i kind of wish they would have stuck with one or the other like like indiscriminate killing machine or straight up gimmicky patriotic killer like yeah yeah they, like a weird thing <laughs> yeah i mean at first they were going with the he's killing people that are unpatriotic so yeah. I, I it's weird that know, they changed i agree that. with you they should have stuck with that yeah, I I almost, and, I almost I mean wish, I almost wish that you know, he was okay. like a super good guy. Like I wish he was like a super patriotic like Eagle Scout golden boy instead of the whole <laughs> he just wanted to kill and he was a horrible brother to us you know yeah. kind of aspect. Like I just that an made angry person and he wanted to kill. Yeah, it's like that seems almost lazy. Like I kind of wish he was like a very goody two shoes that got struck down in the army and some and we never find out why he came back either which is another weird aspect of this movie i find like usually in these things there's yeah. some kind of amulet or a curse or you know what i mean like an unfinished business kind of thing like dude is like killing what like two seconds after he died if he was even dead in that helicopter in the beginning like i couldn't tell if he was dead or like just injured yeah, in that crash but then like he just starts killing his fellow soldiers like right off the bat uh and then lies in repose for years. It's three years since he's been dead. Then all of a sudden he comes back because, what, some dick's burning a flag in a cemetery and embers land in his freshly dug grave that he's not even in yet? Like, that brings him back, I guess? Like, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> they care. yeah. They're just like, yeah, he's back. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's a, a cliche 90s move is let's not explain things and let's just go with it. But you really wish that there was something there that explains why he came back. Like, yeah, I guess the only thing I can think of is he came back for revenge because he died from friendly fire. In the- but was <laughs> <laughs> he getting revenge after? Like, <laughs> I guess he did yeah. when he killed the. Uh- guys searching for him but we're not even told if those are the ones that blew him up i don't think like it, yeah you mentioned it, it there's but it no didn't ex- say like oh shit no we shot down our own boy like they didn't say that so there's there's zero motivation or uh reasoning for him to come back i guess other than it makes a fun movie but right. I, I love this era. i yeah, love this that- era i love the late 90s era of horror movies like uncle sam and uh jack frost uh just those like ridiculous mm-hmm. <laughs> killers like that you know, yeah, you know that would be a, an, uh, a question to ask William Lustig. Is like, you know, what what is the reasoning of why he comes back? Is you know, is it just because oh, it's just a movie, or just made it that way, or is there like, you know, is there any lore to it? <laughs> I, I would love to. Ask. He actually, um, 
He actually liked my Instagram post the other day when I posted Uncle Sam. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, I guess, I guess he's on Instagram. He has no profile picture, no post at all, but he was followed by Adam Rifkin. So I'm going to assume that it's a uh, legit William Lustig. You, <laughs> you know what? After you like posted you that. Reach out. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know what's funny uh, that you, you mentioned that because he started following the uh, Root Horde Podcast Instagram page after that, I think. Well, so, awesome, I mean, bro. who, you know, I, I hope. I hope it's legit. I hope it's not just, you know, one of those fake profiles out there. Yeah, I don't think it is. But, uh, uh, I could, yeah, I, could I think, like, <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, who knows? Uh, maybe maybe one day we'll we'll find out <laughs> what the reasoning is behind behind it. Um, so, yeah, uh, before we one more thing I wanted to mention as far as uh, crediting uh, the music composer Mark Governor mm-hmm. hasn't really made a lot of composing pieces for movies that I that I found but one thing I did want to mention was he did the music for Pet Cemetery 2 oh nice I love that was, movie was his, <laughs> yeah yeah I love the Pet Cemetery movies and I don't know if this is popular unpopular opinion but i did enjoy the the remake as well i have not seen the remake yet i've been been curious but i haven't been going out of my way to check it out at all I, I, yeah. I, I, i've heard nothing but bad you're the, you're the only person that i've heard that says it's good right now <laughs> well i mean like i'm not saying like oh my god it's the best movie mm-hmm. ever i mean you know originally it's, it's or, worth a watch yep yeah it's worth a watch i mean obviously the originals is is the top tier one but uh as far as like just a new fresh take on it and you know they do change it up from the original which you know you got to make it different otherwise i'll just watch the original exactly <laughs> uh but yeah you know it's 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 a for a newer movie it's it's a decent i would say rent it i wouldn't go yep. out there and buy the 20 30 dollar editions or anything oh man i, I can't <laughs> i don't know how people i don't know how people afford the blu-rays it's crazy to me Right, I know you yeah. stock up on a lot of them too, but I'm just like, damn, it's like that's such an expensive yeah. stack. I'm just like, look what well, I found you... at the thrift, and it's like I spent like a dollar on five movies. <laughs> it's like <laughs> thirty bucks for one. I can't do it. So, well, dude, there's, I there's some blues I need, uh, but not a, not yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, as far as like 4K goes, like I'm not just gonna go buy a random 4K movie. Like if there's like a movie that I really love. I'm going to go, I'll buy it, you know, like Starship Troopers, 4K edition for 15 bucks. Fucking love that movie. It's not bad at all. Yeah. I'd buy that. I don't even have a 4K TV, but my TV behind me is, I've had this for shit, I think 10 years now. So, and it's a, it's crazy, man. It was a thousand bucks when I bought it. And now I can buy the same thing for like 300. Oh my gosh. Just how low TV prices have come down. But yeah, I know. So I don't, Isn't it it's, crazy? it's not a smart TV. It's not anything. So it's basically garbage <laughs> in today's market. But geez, it works fine for me. So I'm not going to replace it until it yeah. dies. <laughs> That's right. That's right, man. I still got a couple old TVs. I actually got one in, in the garage I've had for several years. Yeah. I, I still got one in the, in the house, actually, that I've had for like, shit, 12 years or so. And yep. It's still, still running like a champ. Guys, you're doing good. So, <laughs> and then again, I, I, I primarily watch tapes on it, so it's not like I need that 4K <laughs> super goodness right now at all. 
Right, right. When I'm watching Crank, that's a great movie. I have on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a good and, one. And I, I just that movie pops on Blu-ray. I can't imagine watching it not on that. Like, there's certain Blu-rays that I'm just like, I can't really tell the difference between this and a DVD. It doesn't really click. But when you watch Crank on Blu-ray, holy shit, it's so bright. <laughs> right, right. Damn, that's damn, we Jason off topic. Statham, right? Yeah, we're mm-hmm. off topic. <laughs> I will say a guilty pleasure of mine is John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars, which Jason stayed the minute. Can't fucking do it. Every time oh. I try to watch that movie, I'm just like, this sucks. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give it another shot. Um, I don't you know. know. That, that, that sounds like a good double feature with Pitch Black uh, for when there you do you that podcast. So maybe, maybe I'll do a oh, double Ghost good. of Mars Pitch Black day with sci-fi space action. But man, yeah, every time I watch that, I'm just like, this is John Carpenter? What the fuck? Because I love Carpenter. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not one of his... I know it's not one of his greatest, but for some reason, I don't know, just watching it back in the day on cinema, and I'd I'd always watch it, and I don't know, it just resonated with me, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, once once the new metal kicks in and the action... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I'm well aware it's not the great <laughs> but Ice Cube, Jason Statham uh, Natasha I do love uh, Statham uh, yeah, yeah what's her name Natasha Hendrickson or something who played yep. in Species yep uh, uh, yeah alright we're getting way off <laughs> so what were we talking about again? <laughs> All right, Uncle Sam. Fourth of Jul- or Happy Fourth of July, everybody. Yes, happy listening. Fourth. And uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are, or, and gals aren't going to listen to this on Fourth of July. But uh, when you do listen to this episode, you know, hopefully uh, you guys have a had a great Fourth of July weekend and. Uh, and uh, hopefully you check out this episode and uh, bring it back to reality of <laughs> of uh, of uh, some duds. I I don't know if I mean I do like this movie, but I know it's a dud. It falls into one of those categories. Oh, it's just uh, it's just dumb fun. Like yeah, <laughs> it's dumb fun treated seriously with that Larry Cohen touch that I love. Like, oh, yeah. 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 I can see why a lot of people really hate on this movie. But, you know, if you're if you're a horror fan, you can you can take the good aspects of it. And, uh, and I think it's, I think it is something that could be enjoyed. So. All right. I've been rambling at? on here. <laughs> so the movie starts out with a couple military guys investigating a U.S. military chopper crash site in kuwait so this is during the gulf war i'm assuming yeah desert storm there yeah and we learned that the chopper was shot down by friendly fire the master sergeant sam harper is our main antagonist and we soon find that he somehow comes back from the dead (laughs) which we were explaining earlier that we do not not know why and he instantly quips, uh, like Freddy Krueger style, after he yeah they, they they find his body. He kills the person that found finds him, and then kills the sergeant in charge of the uh, rescue or search party here. 
Right. And then uh, what's he say? He's like, uh, "How's that he for said, friendly fire?" Or something, something in that regard. He, he he was mocking them, and he said, "Don't be afraid. It's only friendly fire." That's it. Yep. So we get that. We get that total. That one-liner killer thing that I that I. I don't know what that you would call that, but it's like a classic thing in horror movies, like Leprechaun, uh, Freddy. Right. You know what I mean? That classic one-liner after killing somebody. It's so goofy. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's goofy, but we all love it. But yeah, yep. and I and oh. again, it's kind of indeterminate. I can't really decide ends. for myself if he's dead here or not. Like I don't know if he that was his like his last gasp before he actually died in that helicopter was killing those people, or he already came back to life. I'm not sure. I think he's still alive. Uh, and then he dies after that, and then comes back three years later. Yeah, yeah. Go. because yeah, because it just looks like he's badly burnt. Like his body is still intact. Yeah, it just looks like he just he looks like complete shit though. Like he's yeah. just all burnt up and <laughs> nasty looking. My wife, it's funny. I want to point out when I was watching my wife, she said that. Uh, his fingers make me want to throw up because it, <laughs> it would zoom in. He's inside the casket and you just see oh, his fingers moving. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, his fingers make me want to throw up. And I, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the prosthetics or whatever you want to say, like the, the, the costume for um, Sam Harper, I thought was, was pretty good. You know, oh, they, they made him look. Uh, yeah, the makeup and the gloves. Yo, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, they really made him look look uh, terrific as far as looking uh, a crusty, undead, quote unquote question mark. We don't know. Yeah. But I mean, uh, well, he's definitely yeah. he's definitely and undead. Then, you know, he's later definitely on, a zombie when he comes back. We'll stand off it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay, get off topic again, but like this seemed ripe for like a uh, a fun slasher sequel. Like, I would love it if it right. came back and it was just like a different Fourth of July party somewhere completely different, and he just started fucking shit up, and you could ignore the whole setup, the whole first like serious forty minutes of this movie. It could just be a straight right. up kind of Friday the Thirteenth affair. That would have been great, but we did not get that. Yeah, yeah, you know. I keep I keep getting drawn back to like you know he was a pretty creepy killer man I'm not gonna lie like just the way he looked and and knowing that he's undead underneath a mask and sort of hides uh, the mystique to his face from as far as people's viewpoint like a lot of people haven't seen his face all they see mm-hmm. is the mask so. Yep. I think, you know, that, I don't, I don't know where I'm trying to get to, yeah, but yeah, like, like, when he, when he walks through the 4th of July party and he's just shaking hands everywhere and everybody's just patting him like, yeah, yeah. like it's so he cool. Looked, like even uh, PJ Soul's husband is like, oh yeah, I think he's a great Uncle Sam. You yep. know, like <laughs> it, he was likable to the people there. So I thought <laughs> he did, you know, a really good job uh, hiding his true identity. Even though it's 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 a corny idea that his name's or you know he's this kid's uncle Sam, and he's in an Uncle Sam costume. It's but. so stupid. <laughs> it's fantastically stupid. 
right, like, right. Imagine, imagine like the stoner session that came to pen this movie. Like, what if like he's the killer and <laughs> Uncle Sam, and like we have a kid and it's his Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, like, stupid to I exist, but it see. does, and it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, it's perfect. So, so after this little shot of uh, of uh, Sam's crash site, he kills a couple of the soldiers. It cuts to a patriotic montage intro credit scene, and, and, and we get some some fireworks, uh, still pictures of the real Uncle Sam, patriotic music playing. It's a great opening credit scene. It's just a fun video to watch, that whole montage right. of all the old-timey, like, 50s clips. Right. I, I, love, I love the intro. It's perfect. Right. Um and then we, we end up in the town Twin Rivers, USA. It doesn't say what state. Um, I'm guessing I don't know. I don't even know where. Did did you catch where they I did like not what state it was? Okay. Somewhere where school goes yeah, on so... far too long because they're taking classes in like July. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't but, uh, really think about that. Yeah, yeah. it's just like small town everywhere, USA. Yep. Right, right. And uh, so we we go back to uh, Sam Harper's relative's house. We, you know, we find out. I don't know who owns the house. It's either his his house and or, you know, all we know is it's his wife, his wife's sister and son live there. Yeah, do they all live there? They made it very unclear. Like, I couldn't tell if, like, she lived there. I thought she did. But, yeah, I guess they all live together in one he, House. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it was uh, what uh, the sisters. To... I forgot her name. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> or, or sorry, it cut out for a second. What did you say? Oh, like I don't even know their names. Super unimportant. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I, right. But yeah, it's just yeah like so I'm, I'm assuming it might be the sisters' house, and then she probably just invited. Uh, Sam's wife to be there just because you know she's probably alone. Yep, I'm assuming. What happened to but... Jody's dad? Did we ever just dawned on me? Like, did they ever say anything yeah. about his dad? I don't think they did. That either. was unclear too. Is this also all we knew is his dad was out of the picture? Yep. Also, in researching this, um, I found out that Jody is a slang term for somebody that picks up somebody's wife when their husband's off in the service like say oh like, say a soldier is fighting overseas and somebody like hits on their wife and cheats on well her husband's in the army i guess that person's called a jody uh i i had no idea but it also oh, at wow. the same time doesn't make any damn sense like obviously jody's not a jody but like why would they name him such uh well like the uh, there but he's not Sam harper's wife we, we we do find out Sam Harper's wife is is hooking up with a deputy in the town. So the deputy, if he was named Jody, that would kind of make sense. Yeah, they should have. Oh, they should name Jody, him. unless it's just completely coincidence. But I don't think it is. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm trying to yeah, where my notes notes where where we were started by ADD. <laughs> um oh it, it's, it happens to me too so basically 
we find out that Jody, the nephew of Uncle Sam, really admires Uncle Sam, and he wants to grow up and be just like him, join the army, and uh, he collects memorabilia of of his Uncle Sam who had sent him, like, you know, medals and, and uh, you know, just really holds him on a high pedestal. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we find out that have something that we don't find out yet as far as uh, info that they have about Sam. But they just they put he's gone and uh, it's you know and uh, come come to we were just mentioning is uh sort of, sort of has a fling with one of the deputies gets dropped off by the deputy they get get a little kiss kind of went a little more but she's like oh i gotta go and it's such a it's and, such an um, un- unconsequential part too like it doesn't really matter like what is mm-hmm. what did we where did we see that she's moving on with her life after three years like who cares <laughs> like i don't know why she just didn't come home yeah yeah so yeah it, it, it plays off and we we find out that uh the Sarge, played by Bo Hopkins, who I mentioned earlier, he had been waiting there all day, apparently. Her <laughs> had passed away in the war. Like, and, like, why would you and at, the next day? Like, this is, like, what, 8, 9 o'clock at night, probably? Judging by the... <laughs> it's late at night. Who, show, who shows up at somebody's yeah. house at, like, 9? Like, yeah, so he probably had <laughs> been waiting there. <laughs> And drinking with you even been later. I don't know. You know, he's yeah. Waits her all night. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of creepy. It, back tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, t- yeah. Well, yeah. In the morning, at least she has all day to mourn. Instead of now, she's gonna be up all night. You know? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, well, we do find out he's a dick anyway, so maybe that's his plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we end we end up finding out that he's a dick. Uh, what did he say? He's talking on the phone with somebody. He's drinking, smoking. He's batting he says, like uh, batting seven fifty for bereaved widows or whatnot. That's his whole shtick. Like he volunteered to go tell women that their husbands died in war to try to hit on them and, like, and hook war. up with them. <laughs> Which, that's, that's such a terrible character. <laughs> yeah. That's like the ultimate dick move. It's like, hey, maybe yeah. I know you're single. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, well. And then, uh, oh, not to jump forward, but uh, since we're on the, the creeper subject of him, mm-hmm. when uh, he's talking to Jody's mom, he's like, well, if there's anything I can do for you, and he, like, grabs her hand yeah. so gently, and, like, the camera <laughs> zooms in on it and insinuates that he's hitting on her and, and whatnot, and I'm like, oh my gosh, but uh, he, we find out he doesn't score with anybody, so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which I don't know if we want to see him score with anybody. I don't. But uh, no, (laughs) no. Uh, Yeah. So uh, 
the next morning, um, oh shit, I was I was gonna mention something, but uh, I mean, we don't have uh, the whole day to talk about the movie, so we'll just we'll kind of do like the meat and bones of the movie and just kind of yeah work our way through it. So, um, uh, uh, see, so Sam's wife breaks the news to her sister in the morning that uh, the army guy had showed up and gave her the news. And uh, Jody has eavesdropped on the conversation. So he, you know, he finds out that his uncle had passed away and he takes his, uh, his, I'm assuming his uncle's ammunition box full of like metals and stuff. He takes that to school in July. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, and uh, shares with the class that the teacher lets lets him uh, share with the class the medals. And uh, the teacher's played by Timothy Bottoms. He's been in a lot of movies. Uh, he's under- tons of stuff. <laughs> I will mention an underrated movie that he's in is uh, In the Shadows of Kilimanjaro, which wow. is based on a true story. I want to see that. I, I know of it, but I've never seen it. It's it's actually it's pretty good. I mean, it's not like a great cover cover art. <laughs> yeah, it 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 was a, a surprise movie. I'll say, you know, as far as like it surprised me of how well it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, what's his name, John Davies, is in it. John Rise yeah. Davies. Yep. And uh, so you know, there's there's a couple couple yeah, of notable another, people in there. That's another dude. That's another name that you always see in credits, like constantly. Yeah. And I think always. I know what he looks like. <laughs> But like, oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's all the from Lord of the Rings. I don't know if you've seen Lord of the Rings, but he, he plays Gimli. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a great voice actor too, so that's why yep. you see his name in a lot of movies. Oh, gotcha. Um. So, okay, yeah. So uh, we learn that uh, the teacher uh, protested in the Vietnam War. And uh, because the class had asked if he had ever been in the army, and that's where he says that he protests against the war. He explains why people, you know, tried to opt out. And then Jody says, "My uncle says you're a coward." Yeah, that was <laughs> a cool just, scene. Yeah, just kind of shuts him down, and just an awkward know, scene. It was, yeah. a, it was a huge burn. It was yep. a huge burn for. Him. He's like, I didn't. I didn't. And he's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, well, I didn't say where my uncle did. And uh, so, um, so we also find out see, for some ass reason then, that uh, um, that Uncle Sam's body is just going to be placed in their house. I don't really think that's standard procedure at all. Maybe no. <laughs> I don't think so either. Unless the morgue was just packed up that weekend, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, just... I know some. I know some people do have home funerals like that, but it just seemed really odd. Like, hey, by the way, we're just gonna. It's cool if we drop this casket off here, right? <laughs> Put this in your living room for a few days. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like a. Yeah, because there was like a what do they call it? Like a wake where they have people come to your house and and see the body and you know have wine yep. and and food. And whatnot. And um, we see Isaac Hayes before then. We kind of get a little backstory 
of him. He's putting his army outfit on and uh, reminiscing about the war, so to speak. And too many rolls you know, and jelly donuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's so hard we, to, we get to separate little... him from Chef on South Park. Oh, He's I like, know. I just hear oh. Chef every time he talks. <laughs> right. Hey, children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so. We, we get a big scene where he shows up to uh, the wake and, and he knows Sam and uh, and ends up talking to the boy. And like you mentioned earlier about uh, he's, he's explaining to Jody of how he lost his leg and had, had to make sure that he knew that his dong wasn't blown off. His dong was not blown off. <laughs> how do you explain <laughs> me having grandkids and children? Uh, yes. But also, also, I want to know who told Jody that his dong was blown off. Because he was like, what did you hear? Like, insinuating, like, like everybody's heard that my dog was thrown <laughs> off. Like, who is talking about this guy at all? <laughs> it makes zero sense. Like, he was, like, almost like uh, the kids thought he was that guy in town that's like, oh, there's that crazy guy. Very you know, German they always guy. make up yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, did you hear like the a... story? Yeah. <laughs> he lives in the, yeah it's just like monster squad a scary german guy like everybody knows that he's a scary german guy like everybody in town supposedly like knows that this dude got his dong blown off apparently <laughs> but like, <laughs> nobody's talking about it who is he <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Funny scene regardless uh, yeah that's a great scene that's a great scene so then we, we kind of uh flash forward to um this cemetery where sam is going to be buried and apparently he's going to be buried next to his parents and uh we we well actually before we get to that um the the peeping tom uncle sam character shows up and uh is on these huge ass stilts like what would you say like enough to where he can look in windows in a two-story house Oh, dude, dude's at least 20 feet off the ground, yeah. And, uh... I want to know how he even Sam got on it. <laughs> yeah, how did... Yeah, how did he... How do you start? <laughs> yeah, how did he get up and stand? Because those were ridiculously huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, you had to climb up into a tree and get, get set in or something. Like, I, it's just I, ridiculous. I once bought a pair of, um... Super off-topic. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Power Risers. They're, like, uh... They're like stilts that have like a bow, so you can like bounce. You can run really fast with them and you oh, know, jump, yeah. jump like six feet in the air with these kind of crazy bowed uh, jumping stilts. And uh, my buddy was just like, "Dude, we should." He showed them to me. I'd never heard of them. He showed me these power risers. He's like, "Dude, we gotta get these. This would be so fun to play around with and jump around and like fucking sick." So I ordered a pair. There it was three hundred and fifty fucking dollars. They were expensive ass things. Um, oh my gosh! But I was young and dumb, and I was just like, "Fuck it, I'll put it on the credit card." So I bought. These $350 stilts. And uh, so I called my buddy and I was just like, dude, I just got them. Did you get yours? And he's like, uh, you know, actually, I thought I should be a little bit more responsible with money and like try to like save oh, up. A little bit. No. So he didn't buy the stilts. So I had these jumping stilts and they were just, uh, they were super fun, but they're not really fun when you're the only one on them. And, you know, they, they may be about probably three, three feet taller than I am. So you're, you're just like so high up in there, but it was really hard to even get started on those three feet stilts. I can't even imagine how you would get started on these 20 foot stilts that this guy has. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. You'd I, have to like, you'd have to climb up like a top of a ladder or so. And so I wonder, yeah, 
kind of wish we got Maybe. the origin of where this guy started from. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. That'd be a good question to ask Lustig. Or yeah. Larry. Well, I mean, we can't ask Larry, but uh, rest in peace. Yes. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, that would be a good question to, to – how the hell did this guy get on these stilts? <laughs> but regardless, it's but, a super fun origin to find out where he got that costume. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's a great costume. And, and, it, and we it, find and out – and it's super fun, like, the origin of that character, too. He's just, like, a peeper. He's, like, he's playing Uncle Sam in that parade, but, like, the night before, he's, like, fuck it, I'm going to walk the neighborhood and stare at <laughs> girls in their window on my giant-ass stilts. And the fact that he's right. in full costume when he's doing it is hilarious, too, because he's given himself away. Like, why wouldn't he be dressed like a, like a, like a ski mask on or something? Like, obviously, yeah. the town knows that that's the guy that's going to be... Obviously, there's probably only one dude in town that can walk on 20-foot stilts that's playing Uncle Sam in the parade tomorrow. Like, so, like he's just going to give himself away and everybody can see that he's a pervert peeper. <laughs> Leave it to Mr. Freeze's ice thug to, to pull that off. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, uh, the lady who he's peeping on, you know, obviously sees him and shrieks like, ah! You know, pervert. Did you realize he's that like, Whoa. Her, words her words didn't match her mouth, too? She did not yell. Yeah. She yelled was something gonna... else, but they dubbed it over. She's like, you pervert. <laughs> it's it's yeah, kind she... of like a summer rental uh, with that guy. <laughs> Mommy, can I yeah. go under and play with your crew? <laughs> Just like that weird-ass dubbing that doesn't work. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you can definitely tell it was overdubbed. I wonder if she probably said something offensive, and they probably had to edit that out. This is my guess. I don't know what was originally said, or just maybe the audio was a bad take. Kudos. But yeah, it's just funny when she yells it. You could clearly tell that she's not. It's not legit. <laughs> yeah. So he he stumbles and he's losing his balance and he's trying to run away. And this dude is literally running on these huge ass stilts. So I give him props for. Oh, yeah. You know, even. I, I he's on the street. That, if so. he fell, you 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 would literally die. You would crack your skull right open. If oh, you would oh yeah. Things like, um, yeah, oh for I, sure. So one part of the scene. So yeah, he's on the stilts. He gets called the pervert. He's like, whoa, and he starts running away. Almost causes a car accident. Almost gets hit by a car. And then Uncle Sam is has come back at this point. Uh, yeah, we kind of glossed over that point, but yeah, everybody knows Uncle Sam comes back from the dead. So this is Uncle Sam's first kill. And where you find his, where he gets the mask and costume. But there's no establishing shot at all of Uncle Sam chasing him. He kind of just like starts walking and then he just keeps going like, oh, stop following me, stop following me. But we never actually see him see Sam, which I kind of wish we saw. Mm -hmm. Like, I kind of wish he was on those stilts after the car crash gets his, gets his bearings. He's like, oh, who the fuck are you? And then you see Sam come with the clippers, you know what I mean? But you never see right. that. He's just like running from a dude and we're just, to suppose yeah. that he saw him. We have to use our imaginations. Yeah, He's running away from a, Sam. I just think it would be a badass shot if you saw Sam in the middle of the street holding the clippers. And like, oh, he yeah. in clipper motion. Then the guy's like, oh, shit. And then starts trying to get away on the stilts. But he's just <laughs> yeah, like, definitely would have made more sense. gets chased. You never see Sam chasing it. It's weird. And he but, uh, eventually hits a big tree branch, knocks him over, <laughs> and he's trying to get up. But obviously, those stilts are stilts are so huge that he can't get up that's where sam comes in with the clippers and uh cuts him up pretty good then he uses the same shears 
to make cut to fit his outfit. Yep. And I like I like too when he does a, the uh, one line or two where he, he pokes the guy's eyes out. He's like, I hope you got an eyeful. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was a peeper. Like, yeah, it's funny. I, I love those stupid nineties yeah. one liner one liner killers. That was definitely a perfect one liner. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so. So there's there's his first kill as far as coming back from the dead, back at home. And uh, there's uh, some punk kids in the graveyard. They're partying, drinking beer. <laughs> Two of them decide to leave. And uh, one of them stays behind. He's taking a piss. Then uh, all of a sudden, Uncle Sam takes one of his their uh, spray paint cans, spray paint in his eyes. And we get some flashy camera scenes of like first person view of the, yeah, I know, like that. the paint in his eyes. And it's like, ah! I love, I love next how the punks are too. Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, there's just like three kids. They're like, yeah, let's paint swastikas on the graves. And you got the lighter fluid, let's burn this American flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what they're doing. This they're not even. Ridiculous. It's like I can understand if you were doing that like at the parade, like you were being like jerks and being like, look at this, we're lighting the flag on fire. But they're just doing that by themselves <laughs> at night in the graveyard. I mean, I guess it is a small town, yeah. nothing, nothing much is going on, but <laughs> it just seems so, so hokey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, also, uh, anybody pissing in a graveyard instantly makes me think of uh, Dead Alive that we covered here before. Yes, yes, for sure. <laughs> and uh so uncle sam knocks him in in his own grave and uh unconscious then he kind of wakes up from it he starts burying him alive which is 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 the idea of being buried alive to me has always been really scary Perfect. but uh but yeah he definitely buries him alive makes it look like sam's being has been buried and uh, then, then we get but, a flash but, but up to yes, uh, yes, and no. How are they going to explain that? Because that that was in his grave, but he still has the coffin. The coffin's still in the house. Like, what were they going to do when they got to the grave to bury that? And they're like, oh shit, somebody already buried it. <laughs> I guess yeah. he didn't think that far ahead. Um, also, can you imagine how long that would take to fill in that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. Must have been there for he a few made hours. it seem like. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, on a on a two minute work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the undead superpower he has. I guess he can yeah. bury people super fast. Well, we do find out he teleports in the uh, sack race. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That was uh, a creepy scene. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, jumping way forward. So yeah, he buries yeah. again. He raises a, another kid up on the flagpole, which is pretty cool. Yeah. It actually and that. I was gonna say, actually, that would be the uh, one of the worst deaths as far as like the idea of being strangled to death by a thin uh, wire, like a flagpole wire, and being strangled to death by that. I, you know, and being you know hung up high up on the flagpole. That to me would be a shitty way to go. Yeah, that is the uh, the music is really effective during that scene too. We always have that that military cadence kind of. Uh, patriotic drum music, almost like raising an American flag, but he's raising the kid to hang. Like I just think that whole scene right. works really well. Um, then it, cu- it cuts to the next day 
where the Independence Day Festival is being held. I'm assuming, is that what it is? Like an Independence so, yeah. Day like type? Yeah, town, town fair, 4th of July celebration. Yeah. Uh, it's big, though. They got that cool rock band uh, dressed as presidents. And uh, <laughs> like you said, Forrester Cook shows up at uh, Politicians. Mm-hmm. He's like a big, big, big member of Senate or something like that. Yeah, he he's trying to uh, trying to get some more votes in, and uh, you know he he thinks he's going to be doing a good deed by showing up to this festival or fair or whatever. And apparently, a lot of people don't like him. And we well, hear they, some people. His name mentions that he has 14, 14 fictitious people on the payroll. So it, it's just yeah. classic Cohen showing showing that uh you know political satire kind of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so it cuts to the kids are participating in like uh, some kind of Fourth of July like play type stuff because they're all dressed up like you know old school patriots and uh, you know Uncle Sam type you know, patriotic outfits. And the teacher says, well, where's your hatchet? And the one kid's like, oh, I think I left it in the school. Let me go back and get it. And he's like, no, we don't have time for that. I'll go get it. And you just so, go. <laughs> yeah, it's just a recipe set up for, okay, you know what's going to happen. Here. Once you see him walking alone to the classroom, you're like, yeah, you're axed. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> It's just it's a a cheap cut to the point. He goes in there, looks for the axe, and then Uncle Sam's in there and hits him right in between the eyes with the hatchet or axe. And we get a cool little um, special effects scene there with the blood pouring out of his head. Yeah, it looks great. And here's here's what yeah. we were talking about earlier. Like this kill makes sense because this guy was a conscientious conscientious objector and avoided Vietnam. You know what I mean? So it's like he's kind of getting killed for his what Sam calls cowardice. So it's like I, I just yes. again I just really wish they would have stuck to just killing the people that would have violated Sam's code of ethics, I guess. But, right. Yeah, I, oh, I totally oh. agree. Yeah. So um then it cuts to there's a big crowd uh uh just enjoying the festivities. This is where we see PJ Souls and her husband wheeling her uh, son in a wheelchair to the to the uh, parade or not parade but you know to the festival. We we learn to find out that he was injured in a firework accident last Fourth of July. That's why he's all burnt up, and somehow I, he's got telekinetic powers. <laughs> I, like I said, it it I feel like this is like a total Stephen King trope, like. This kid got paralyzed, but now he's developed, like, <laughs> The Shining. He can, like, read things. Uh, also, how bad was this fireworks accident? Like, I understand being burnt. I understand losing your eyesight. But why is he in a wheelchair? Was he, was he straight up crippled through fireworks? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm puzzled crippled, by that. Uh, sorry, handicapped. Handicapped by fireworks. <laughs> unless, unless he was handicapped before then and, you know, somehow got too close to the fireworks the lost control of his wheelchair or something i don't know i just kind of assume that they mean like 
everything that happened to him happened because of this fireworks accident. Also, uh, as I was mentioning earlier too, there's so many funny little things to notice in the background or just the more you watch this movie, the dad, uh, his dad obviously has never pushed anybody in a wheelchair because he carries him down the stairs and he's like kind of diagonal. Like, and then he puts him on the ground and then he just starts pushing him still diagonally. <laughs> like he doesn't like set him down straight. <laughs> you know, he's still like pushing him while in wheelie form. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's really mind boggling. Later on in the movie, they just leave that kid out of the street too. When they go into the, into the house to prepare for uncle Sam, like take him down. They just leave that kid outside by himself sitting in a wheelchair blind. Yeah. Like, oh, oh my god. Right. Mm. Well, you know, like a, another perfect example. <laughs> like another perfect example of uh just the awkwardness of his parents when the this the shot pans out where they're pushing him into the crowd. PJ Souls is the main uh parent pushing the kid and then the dad just kind of awkwardly kind of like goes up and acts like she needs help pushing the, the the kid and it's like awkwardly like she's got one handle he's got one handle pushing the kid and it's so <laughs> it's funny like, too that the whole reason they're going there is to like spoil everybody else's mood like my son was injured by fireworks we'll go and bring him into this fair and everybody will see like the damage fireworks did to our boy and feel bad like it's the weirdest uh, <laughs> motivation on these parents' part <laughs> right Oh shit! Um, sack race right so, now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sack. We're gonna get there in yep. quite, a, quite a few seconds here. Um, yeah. Every everything with this blind kid. But my wife was like so impartial to this. She was like, the movie was so good. Then they introduced this character who had like psychic powers. Like I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. so so cheesy. It's great. I love it. I don't care. I love this movie. <laughs> right. It's just it's part of the part of the. Uh, that that '90s slasher vibe that we just you know yep just just go with it. <laughs> um, so the the mayor's kind of giving a little speech of like, oh, we're gonna have this this kid come up here and sing the national anthem, and and uh, he starts singing, and then out of nowhere, uh, you know, and he's singing it okay. I would say, I mean, not good. Well, yeah, he's but fine at the beginning, and then it, then he does just okay really the it's kind of like Jimi Hendrix playing the uh, the anthem there. I don't know if they're going for that tribute, you know what I mean, where he does a squelching guitar and everything, but doing it with his voice, and uh, he just goes into this, yeah. like, what, shitty, like, metal screaming that everybody Yeah, hates. he just starts, like, yelling, What's so proud of you? You know, like, just starts yelling. And, <laughs> and it's and, not funny. Like, like okay. I, but I mean, and he thinks he's so badass, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm watching this, and I'm like, it's not clever. You're not badass. But then I'm thinking, if I was that age, when I was that age, I probably pulled dumb shit like that, too, and thought I was awesome. Right. It's like, <laughs> so, just like that, uh, the being a cool kid aspect, like, oh, I got to do something that will make, make the kids laugh or, you know, yeah. is more well, towards, so you know, the younger crowd. It's so funny because, like, my mom used to, like, you know, drop me off at the movie theater. I'd go see the movie. Then I'd hit up the music store next door. And then I'd just bounce around the strip mall thinking I was cool. You know what I mean? I'm a skateboarder being loud and obnoxious with friends. And then, like, years down the road when I was, like, in my, you know, late 20s or so, I saw some kids doing the same exact thing. And I'm just like, oh, fuck, they are so annoying. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I was totally in that spot. And I thought, like, I was the most coolest kid on the planet, you know, at the time. So I can right, see where this right. kid's coming from. The only, the biggest problem I have with this kid is his uh, half-assed moon at the end. 
After he screams and finally gets the microphone taken away from him, he unbuckles his jeans and moons the crowd. But he just does it in his boxers. Like, come on, yeah. kid. <laughs> so if you're going to go that far, you might as well go Fucking full bring moon. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, yeah, we get a half-ass uh, crowd moon. Yeah. And then, uh, and then if you didn't like the kid... At that point, you're really gonna hate him when he's doing the potato sack race. Oh, we and hate this he's kid. Just Remember, a, he's the he's the same kid that was burning the flag in the cemetery too, and he dedicated yeah, that song yeah. to his two friends that weren't there because obviously they were killed by Sam in the cemetery. But yeah, uh, yeah some, so. somehow this kid isn't kicked out of the. Oh, whoops. Uh, somehow this kid isn't kicked out of a party, and he's still uh, allowed to participate in the sack race, which is utterly hilarious because it is the most dangerous and long. Uh, sack race course I have ever seen through <laughs> dirt roads and um, uh, old rusty farm equipment just laying willy-nilly <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And uh, a- another cool background scene of the sack race, too. Uh, once the race starts, you watch all the spectators cheering, and you'll see one guy climb up on the hay bales to, like, get a better look. Like, <laughs> are you that into sack races, dude? <laughs> You're like, holy shit. Holy shit. Like, he's not taking pictures. He's just spectating. You know what I mean? So he's like, I got to climb on the bales of hay. I-, I need to get a better look at this sack race. This is tight. <laughs> this is intense, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, like, uh, th- this whole scene is kind of basically shooting after the asshole kid. And he's just an asshole to all the competitors, like, knocking them down and checking everybody <laughs> yeah just like punching everybody with his elbows and just knocking them down and and this uh, kid sucks so much <laughs> <laughs> yes he does he, yeah and i'm i'm i don't know if i should say i'm glad that he got what he had oh, come to him but this punk <laughs> <laughs> so he, he thinks he's gonna take a d like not a detour but like a like a shortcut and uh Takes a shortcut. That's where he sees sees Uncle Sam, and uh, this is all dumbass down a hill. He's got a great uh oh yeah, great fall yeah, down the hill. I don't know if he the... messes up or tries to cheat. Yeah, somehow he falls down a down a hill, and uh, damn, I bet I would not want to be a stuntman on that day. You got to wrap yourself up in a in a potato sack and throw yourself down a hill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, oh man, I don't know if you guys. It's, it's a great. It's a great stunt. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, after yeah, he so falls he, down the hill, uh, that's where we talked about earlier too. Uh, Uncle Sam's teleportation powers. That really cool yes. scene where he's like, "Oh, and we get the uh, just as an aside, the, the the goopy guy getting a blowjob in the broken down car." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like, forgot about that. Point. You just cut to him for a second. Like, it's not funny. It doesn't add anything. It's yeah. just like. It really didn't need to be there, but no. okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, okay. <laughs> Bye, dude. We'll never yeah. see you again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They never show up throughout the whole movie. But uh, I love this so, whole little kill where he sees Uncle Sam in the rows of, uh, I don't know what it is, like an apple orchard, maybe? Yeah, something like that. And uh, it also cracks me up that this kid does not try to get out of his sack at all, either. Like... <laughs> After taking that giant tumble down the down the hill, he's like asking, trying. He's asking Uncle Sam like if he knows where to go. <laughs> like, how do I get back in this race? Yeah. <laughs> Did you really care hey, about this? Let me get back to the road, dude. <laughs> exactly. 
Like he's all cut up and bloody, and he's still like, "Shit, I gotta win this sack race. <laughs> this is important." <laughs> yeah, it's like his life depended on it. So, uh, yeah. yeah, take it away. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, that little teleportation montage of Sam just kind of getting closer and closer to him, and uh, and uh, pretty much he gets so close where uh, he gets the meat cleaver from the smoke shack, or you know the the girl that got caught with the doobie. Yep. Um, <laughs> takes takes that cleaver and chops his head clean off. And we, get it, uh, we, we, we see a nice severed head model. That looks great. Yeah. With, with some, some great blood splatter and whatnot dripping yeah. out of there. Uh, then uh, does, does the cut to, uh, to later that night when uh, the fireworks are about to happen? I think so. Yeah, we can jump some forward. We got, we, got, we got some fireworks. We got the spectacles. Uh, we have that scene. Um, no, it's going on right here behind me uh, where they finally tell jody how shitty his uncle actually was um and then oh, uh yeah. yeah and yeah so then they do the actual uh big fireworks reveal and it turns out that he's got that politician strung up yeah uh, so they're all <laughs> hung up there and that's a cool scene as he has yeah. all these I think fireworks. he's got some fireworks in his mouth too yeah he's got something in his mouth he's got a bunch strapped to his chest and he's just exploding you know lit up like a christmas tree yeah. and everybody's it's <laughs> all lit up, and it, it seems like only the cop knew that something was wrong. The uh, the deputy, so he's trying to run up to to try to save the politician, and by that time it's too late. The grand finale kicks off. Forrester explodes, and oh. just, <laughs> it, it just huge explosion, and it blows the cop back, and blows him so hard. He actually flies down the hill and he's tumbling down the hill. And Uncle Sam is at the bottom of the hill with a flagpole with a sharp point at the end. And was, hails the guy. As he's falling. Pretty, <laughs> he falls right into the pointy as, flagpole. So good. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty brutal. That cop never got to smoke his stolen doobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so at that point the the festival is is mayhem everyone's you know screaming crying in a frantic um the kids tell isaac hayes that uh that it's actually sam that's doing this he doesn't believe them but the kids talk him into going back to the house where the casket is open it to reveal that it was the sergeant who had brought the bear bad news about Sam, he's dead in the casket. So now... Why, 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 why do you think that is? Now, just picture this. So Sam wanted that sergeant dead, probably, again, say we were going to go, you know, if Sam was only killing on his morals against, you know, anti-patriots. This guy was kind of a skis because he was trying to mack on the bereaved wife, widows of soldiers. So that makes sense that he would get killed. But are you telling me that Sam went all the way to his hotel, killed that dude, then somehow what, carried him on his shoulder back across town and put him in his yeah. casket for, for what reason? <laughs> it just seems like a lot of effort for, for nothing. Yeah, that's, that's another one of those things where, <laughs> you know, we don't understand why it's happening, but it is. <laughs> and, and, and it's also something that 
I never thought of until I've watched this movie several times to do the podcast. That's what's fun about doing podcasts for movies. <laughs> when you, when, it, right. when you know, for Funbox too, like I watch a movie like two or three times before doing it. And it's just like, you keep noticing more and more things and keep breaking it apart. And uh, obviously you can't dissect something like Uncle Sam. It's fucking ridiculous. But at the same time, just like right. after the third viewing, I'm like, wait a minute. Why would he carry that dude all the way back and put him in his own casket? What's the point? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There really is a lot of questions that are unanswered. <laughs> so, uh, pretty soon, um, uh, I think, isn't this where the final showdown happens? Um, you know, they, 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 they reveal that, uh, to Isaac anyways, now Isaac believes that this is actually Sam doing, um, you know, uh, well, well, he meets up with Sam in that fantastic shot where, uh, Isaac finds his mask sitting on the chair. Then they do that really cool camera shot from behind the mask with the two eye holes being the only thing you see. And you see Isaac Hayes with one eye hole and Sam pops up in the other one, not wearing the mask. And he's like, you did this to me. Like, fuck, that shot's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty sweet. And uh, Sam's makeup looks great, too. Like, they they did not spare any expense on the makeup, gore effects, costume for this movie. Like, everything looks stellar. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, he gives, um, I think it's Sam's ex-wife the gun, or it's his mom. I don't, both those characters are so interchangeable. <laughs> they <even look> <laughs> right. uh, but uh, yeah, and they, I, I love this part too, because they, she tries shooting Sam, you know what I mean? And unloads eight bullets out of a six bullet gun into him and uh, nothing happens. So the next logical step is apparently to go into the city square and grab a decorative Civil War cannon <laughs> and bring that back to shoot him with. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, it's so ridiculous, but it's awesome at the same time. It is, but like I re- like if I if I if, let's just say we were in this situation and we had like a zombie guy after us and we tried shooting him with a gun, we're like, fuck, bullets don't do anything. Obviously, he's already dead. Wouldn't the logical step be like, do you have a chainsaw? Do you have anything we can like dismember this thing with so it's completely <laughs> immobile and can't yes. do any damage to us? <laughs> no, no, we're gonna go get a giant fucking cannon. <laughs> That's a decorative cannon but, that they usually fill with cement that would not fire whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And and not not one shot, but two times. So where do they have enough time to load up another cannonball? Yeah, and... oh, you see him doing it, cleaning it out, and everything. Like, okay. yeah, yeah. That's another question. Like... When did you? That's another question I have. Like, when have you shot a cannon before? Like, Isaac Hayes is like <laughs> totally schooled on. Like, he knows everything: how to load a cannon, how to pack it. Like, I wouldn't know how to do that. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe that was in his army training. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow he's an expert on loading cannons, but. uh and he also just huh? put Jody's life in complete danger. Like, it's complete oh, yeah. kid endangerment. He's just like, as bait. Oh, definitely. Like, Jody's like, he won't hurt me. I'll go hold his hand and we'll walk out with Sam together. <laughs> and he's just like, Jody, get down. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't wait like a second. Yeah. It's like, man, oh, you must have gosh, good aim so with that cannon. So, also, in addition to this being the stupidest plan to take care of Sam, he also destroyed their house. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Huge explosion. I mean, they destroyed the entire house. Like, there's no saving that house. You blew it the fuck up. 
to stop yeah, like unstoppified dude. <laughs> to to justify the house being blown up, he had to have hit the furnace or something like. Because the first cannonball shot didn't blow the house up. It was the second shot. It set it on fire, though. Yeah. So they were like explosive <laughs> cannonballs. Like the first one kind of set the house a little on fire. And then the second one just A-bombed it. <laughs> I was I was actually reading up uh, on IMDb in the trivia section, apparently. Uh, they blew up a real house for this in this neighborhood. Like, I don't know if it was oh, a, wow. a condemned broken house or whatnot, but... um. They didn't tell anybody that they were doing that either. And they exploded the house at 2 a.m. <laughs> oh, shoot. Which, which scared the fuck out of everybody in that town. And apparently that town now has a policy where they're not letting movies be shot there anymore. <laughs> oh, no doubt, man. <laughs> I well, like, gave some people some heart attacks, man. Exactly. Like, Why wouldn't you? Two in the morning. Tell people that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. That's awesome. So, Uncle Sam fun fact. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, the second cannonball does him in. And, uh, you know, this is wrapping up the movie. Um, you know, everything's all fine and dandy. Closing The closing scene, um, Jody is burning all of his army toys in a trash can. His mommy comes up and, you know, thinks that he's doing a good thing by doing that. And then we get this close-up, slow-mo shot of just this stare that Jody's given us, and then he kind of gives us a smirk at the end. Um, I don't know if that's going to insinuate that, you know, part he's still got part of sam in him or yeah i i have so many problems with this apparently this is a nod to the end of the movie um city of the walking dead i think by it might be lucio fulci uh, uh the, the movie yes, in the credit yes, says city for lucio at the end i haven't seen it so i don't get the reference but apparently oh. that's how that movie ended so in in the credits it says for lucio so he's like I guess paying homage, ending the movie in the same way. But at the same time, well, I have so many questions here because he's burning his war toys. Like, you, you, where to assume that, like, he's gotten over his military love and asphyxiation there. You know what I mean? Like, he's putting all that behind him. But then he turns around and he's all like, mm. it's like, dude, you just burned all your war toys. Like, you're not war hungry anymore. Why did you turn and give, like, a war hungry smirk? Uh, that part made no sense unless you were trying, unless they were just trying to make that a tribute to the Fulci movie, which they apparently were, but it doesn't make any sense. Like two, whose house are they at? Did they already like buy a new house? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would assume I mean, so. They must have been at their new house living, you know, their new life. Now um, buying a, buying a yeah. house is an absolute nightmare. Uh, it takes so long and there's so much shit that goes into it. Like it does not happen overnight whatsoever. And I'm just speaking from experience. Like it was, it was awful. I never want to buy a house again. Um, but like, damn, they just did. They, are you telling me like he took all his toys? Like usually closings cost, take like two to three months. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh so yeah. He kept his toys and everything and moved into the new house and, just had this grudge and then felt the urge to build it and burn his toys. Like this must have been like months after. 
<laughs> or well, we're not, not somebody else's house. They didn't, his house obviously we're got not supposed totally. To think it. I don't think we're <laughs> supposed to think that hard, Matt. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that hard. <laughs> we're not supposed to, to think of these uh, logic questions of what we have about it. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, so, one so thing I will say about the Lucio thing. Uh, one thing I will say about the Lucio thing is uh, that movie came out the year that he passed away. So I'm okay. thinking it was just kind of like an homage to, or, you know, paying homage to Lucio who had just recently passed away. This movie came out? Yeah. Uh, Lucio passed away early 96. Okay. Uh, so I'm, you know, I've, I got a pretty good hunch as to why they, uh, you know, put the poor Lucio thing in there for him. Yep. And I can see that, but I just can't see, like, it just so much bugs me that they lead with that twist. You know what I mean? I know it was a homage. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's burying his war toys. In my mind, like, he's yeah. cured. You know what I mean? He's over that nonsense. And he's like, <laughs> And they just had to kind of throw in that little twist at the end as to, is he cured? Or... Is he becoming angry like how Sam was when he was younger? And then, you know, he's going to end up the same way and maybe carry on the sequel. Maybe that was the yeah. plan. Oh, I wish there was so bad. Uh, that would be cool, too, if like uh, we got like a, a Jody sequel. I mean, yeah. shit. if uh, Lustig, anybody involved in this is listening right now, it's not too late. That would be really cool to do one of those like real time sequels. Like, you know, 20 years has passed since this. And now it's like Jody's like crazy. He breaks out of the psych ward and, and puts on an Uncle Sam costume and wreaks totally. terror on the town. That would work. I'd watch totally, that. Totally, man. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we don't have the great late co-independent, but shit. <laughs> right. Well, we can uh, we can only hope. Yep. Well, well, man, thank you so much for coming on here, and uh, I hope My you pleasure. have a, a great 4th of July. Unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, working 12 hours tomorrow. Oh, shoot. <laughs> but by working, I mean I'm going to be sitting by myself in a room for 12 hours playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas on PS2. So, can't really complain. Right, yeah. So, doesn't sound like a bad time. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be my work day. <laughs> Nobody's there to catch me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, man. Maybe. Well, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming on here. And uh, like I said, this will be released on 4th of July, but I know a lot of people probably won't listen to it tomorrow. Uh, but uh, <laughs> they're, missing, they're missing out, man. They're missing out big time. All what are right. you doing? Hanging out with your friends and family, having fun? That's stupid. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to sign off here. And uh, yeah. we'll keep in touch, my friend. All righty. Peace. Peace. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this 4th of July special where Matt and I covered Uncle Sam. This is a lot of fun to do, and I just want to thank Matt again for coming on the show, and we're definitely going to have to uh, do some more episodes together. This is a lot of fun. And uh, check out his podcast at Funbox Monster Podcast on Instagram, and you can find them on all the podcast playing platforms. Uh, yeah, definitely check them out. They're an awesome podcast to listen to. 
And I want to mention Wake Brewing is a brewery in Rock Island, Illinois. They're one of our sponsors. They are the go-to brewery in the Quad Cities, especially for metal and horror fans. Uh, it's just a great spot to go. They have delicious craft beer they make there. They even hand can each cans. So, I mean, it just makes it more unique that they put the uh, the love and hard work into bringing us delicious beer. You can find them at www.wakebrewing.com and check out their beer selection that they have up there and uh, merchandise. Also, uh, find them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Wake Brewing. Um, yeah, they have food trucks that come in on the weekends, and depending on the food trucks, there's uh, some that serve burgers. There's a uh, low pies pizza that sells pizza by a slice. So you can have some food there at the patio and drink wake beer. Uh, it's just, it's a great spot to go to. So uh, definitely, definitely check them out if you're ever in the Quad Cities. also want to mention Midwest Monster Fest. They are a horror and pop culture convention that's happening here in Rock Island, Illinois. Actually, it's not Rock Island, Illinois. My bad. It's <laughs> it's at the Rust Belt in East Moline, Illinois. So it's it's close to Rock Island. My bad. But that's going on September 5th and 6th. They'll be having horror-themed cosplay contests with prizes, effects challenge with prizes, horror-themed pinup contests, and movies playing both days. There's going to be over 70 booths with uh, of vendors and celebrities. Some of the celebrities are C.J. Graham, Linnea Quigley, Tom Matthews, Tamara Glynn, um, so so many more. Go check go check out the full lineup list at MidwestMonsterFest.com. Also follow them on Facebook and Instagram at MidwestMonsterFest. And that about wraps it up for me, guys. Uh, you can follow the Root Horror Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, for Twitter and Facebook, it's at Root Horror Podcast. On Twitter, it's Root Horror Pod. Or you can email me at rudehorror at gmail.com. And also I want to mention, if you listen to the Anchor app, um, there's a, a support section where if you want to support the podcast for, you know, at least a dollar a month. Or, you know, if you're generous, you can donate like $5 a month or however however much you want to donate. But that helps the podcast tremendously in, in getting uh, gear for, like I just bought a banner Got a banner made for a Root Horror podcast that I'm going to be um, uh, having hung up at uh, at Midwest Monster Fest. So, I mean, it's, you know, helps get the word out about Root Horror podcast. And uh, also, I'm going to start doing this thing where if you are a supporter, email me or get a hold of me on social media messaging and uh, let me know what movie you would like to cover. So, uh, our... Ryan, uh, my so far only supporter, um, I, I let him know what you know he, what movie he wanted me to cover, and uh, his pick is Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. So that one's going to be coming. I'll be talking about Pitch Black. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, just email me at rudehor@gmail.com for you know. You know, if, if you're a supporter, let me know what your picks are. Uh, or just, you know, just talk to me. 
you know, I'm always always up to to chat with everybody. So, all right, guys, enjoy this Evil Dead beat, and check them out uh, on Bandcamp. Look under the artist Evil Dead and uh, check out his uh, beats from the crypt. They're uh, some kick-ass horror renditions of beats. So check them out. Hope you guys dig this beat. And uh, peace out till next time. Dude.